0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 160, fantasy football, and other sci-fi sports.
1: Welcome to the
0: Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is (laughs) out there. I am your father's best friend,
1: (laughs) Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes, Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Sci the very first thing that God did so why is he was that He created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers Alien Podcast.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Strangers. And aliens. My name is Ben, Ben Avery. I am here because I am someone who really enjoys talking about science fiction and fantasy, pop culture and all that stuff. But I'm also enjoying it because of the way it ties into my life, my (laughs) spiritual life, my, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, my leisurely life. Um, Yeah, today we're talking about something that has intruded in my life a little bit. Uh, Steve? You want to introduce yourself now? Sure, my name is Steve MacDonald
1: and I also enjoy the realm of the speculative, let's say.
0: That sounds good. So, because I like to speculate. It's true. It's true. And we're going to be doing some speculating right now. Yeah. About who do you think is going to win in our fantasy football league? Uh, I
1: I have a good I have a good idea who might win. Now, let's... what was that? <laughs> uh Old data. <laughs> I have no idea. I just did something. I have no idea what that was.
0: Well, I have a good idea who's not going to win uh, in our football league.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Oh, you don't, do you? <clears throat> not. <laughs> oh, no. oh, you well, don't. Should,
1: should we? Should we go over the teams and at least? Well, yeah. We,
0: I'm, we, I'm actually trying to bring them up on my phone app here. <laughs> um This phone app is kind of crazy. But what we're gonna do here? We're gonna talk briefly. Briefly about our fantasy football league. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, uh, my team is again the 616 Guardians.
1: 616 Guardians. My yeah. is, mine is the Tholkandra Nakrapunti.
0: And bonus points to anyone who gets the reference, but yeah. it, I'm going to tell it to you right now. It's, uh, it's from C.S. Lewis's uh, Space Trilogy.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Tholkandra being the, their, the name for Earth. And Hnakra Punti, the Hanakra is sort of like a sea monster, and Punti would be the hunters, so it'd be like sea monster
0: hunters. And then we have the uh, <laughs> the Adirondack Avengers.
1: Adira- yep, that that's, is the uh, John Wilkerson's team. That's who I'm who up John against Wilkerson this is. week. What's that?
0: That's who I'm up against this week.
1: Yeah. I'm up against the Skartaris Warlords, Alan, ah. Alan Middleton's team.
0: Professor Alan from the Quarterbin Podcast. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he's a good good podcasting friend. Um, my Jace is
1: the, uh, the VB Wolverines. <laughs> Bonus points if you know what VB stands for, because we don't.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't know what that is either.
1: He's up against the Midgard Manglers, Hank Harwell's team.
0: Which is uh, another team from last year,
1: yeah, a classic. One
0: yeah, a classic yeah. Team. Who else do we have here? Because there's eight of us, right?
1: Uh, yeah, and then we have uh, the uh, Coast City Lanterns. That's uh, a uh, Dana right. Lucas Timmerman's team. Okay, good friend of mine. I was a uh, the uh, interesting uh, interesting twist there. I was I went to his wedding in I don't know where it was, but it it was near enough to Indiana to uh, to visit you while i was down there
0: yeah that and, one time uh, that we actually met face to face yeah so there, that's actual proof
1: that we are not the same person and uh, his his team is the coast city lanterns
0: yeah, i wouldn't call it proof uh, it's
1: it, it, there's there's some there's some outstanding proof out there that we're not the same person but who knows i mean it could be you know you never know you never know. But anyway, he's up against Kevin Stidham, Stidham's team, uh, the Los Angeles Independents, which, as far as I know, isn't a reference to anything fantasy or sci-fi. But I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I got I nothing know. there.
1: But Kevin is um, a friend of the show, and he's. Uh, what does What does Kevin do? I I don't know. Is he Jace's friend? He might be going to
0: Jason. I friend. think he's. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, if Kevin's listening, welcome, Kevin, and let us know what you do.
0: I'm feeling bad now, but
1: um. (laughs) Uh, Dana Lucas Timmerman. Also, he's a he's a writer, and um, all around good guy. He's just a really good guy. He's he was on a couple, uh, at least one of our shows, um, talking about um, uh, video games. He's very knowledgeable about all that stuff. So it was a really good show.
0: Uh, what else do we have here? Who else do we have here? That was everybody. That was it. Cause this, oh man, this app that I'm using for this, yeah, this thing, it is a pain. In
1: <laughs> pain in the app.
0: <laughs> yeah, good grief, it is.
1: Sorry, sorry, that was not funny at all.
0: Oh, I just got to notice we have made some changes to improve your experience. Simply relaunch the app to receive this update. Great. Right. Yeah, I wish they would have done that before. I could only bid by $1 at a time during the <laughs> drafting process. Oh,
1: well, I mean, a lot of people bid $1 at a time. So that's not that much of
0: a Yeah. Some people did that intentionally. And some people did it then, uh, you know, because they wanted to bid $20 to jump ahead, you know, right. they did that right. intentionally. I mean, it- I'm it, just sitting does, there, tap, tap 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 tap, adding a dollar <laughs> to each well, it, it bid.
1: Does, it limits your strategy. I can see that, but um, I mean, it's it's. Well, I didn't. But here's I what also limited my strategy:
0: point. is that I had no idea who I was bidding for. So, oh, yeah, I mean well, that that was the other thing that was limiting my strategy. But they have yeah.
1: numbers that you you bid on, and I guess <laughs> I bid. I, I guess I did pretty well. I won the first the first week. Well, one of the games. Oh, I lost
0: horribly to Professor Allen. Yeah, horribly. I mean, I probably could have lost worse if I had intentionally tried, but I would have had to have tried (laughs) hard. It was bad. It was really bad. And basically one of my quarterbacks who was supposed to be doing really well did not perform really well. At all. Yeah. But even then, if they had done as projected, they wouldn't have been enough to win.
1: So anyway. Well, I Tom Brady, because he was supposed to be suspended because of um uh a thing that I guess he didn't do or something. And then uh he ended up uh being my my high scoring guy. That's good that, for you.
0: Uh, That's good yeah. for you. So, so here's anyway. what's happening is uh we are taking this fantasy football thing and we're launching it or we're using it as a launching point to launch us uh, into a conversation about sports that you would find in sci-fi and fantasy. And we're, we're kind of, I mean, here's here's kind of the rule that we're putting here. You know, we're, we're, the, the rule we're kind of putting here is these are things that were made up for a sci-fi or fantasy story or were given a spin. Right. To make it something new for sci-fi and fantasy, you know, so like a future version of um, you know football or or something like that. Because right. you know when you hear the words fantasy football, there's two types of people. Yeah. Well, maybe there's three. There's no, three types two. of people when you hear the words fantasy football. One type just rolls their eyes and just is like, "I don't have anything." My wife. Boring. Yeah, my wife. She's she's just like fantasy yeah. football. Whatever. You know, go do whatever yeah. you're doing.
1: You're not losing money on this, are you?
0: Yeah. No, s- no, no,
1: no, it's free. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> the second type is the type of person who's like all in. They know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. And I they're really. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're
0: awesome. They're going for it. They're going for it. They're the people who actually do well. Yeah. Uh, Intentionally and regularly. Yeah. And, and then, then who- there's the type of people who hear the words fantasy football and they think, oh, so does that mean you are running down the field and you have a jetpack, or you're running down the field and you have a It's The ball
1: made out of light.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, sounds great. And so you know, fantasy football as a phrase, it elicits different responses, and there are probably people who you know cross over into various aspects. There, you know, I know Dr. Jace, he would probably be in category two and a little bit of category three. He's not here. Mm-hmm. He's not here to actually respond to that. But I'm speaking for him, you know. And there are other people who, like I was originally, I might have been column three and column one, you know, where yeah, yeah. I just didn't care and then kind of got into it. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit into it and I enjoy it when I win. Um, and I do try and stack my team yeah. the right way to to make <laughs> make it so I can win, but. uh then there's some points where I'm just like last week where I just watch things happen and I'm just, okay. Well, I'm glad I find self-worth in other places (laughs) because if I was looking for it here, buddy, I'd be checking myself into a place where they take care of people who have problems that need to be taken care of. Yes. yes. Anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, what we're talking about though we're we're, so we're gonna i I have three categories uh as i was putting together my list of some of the things i have thought of uh, and this is another thing is these are things that we're familiar with and so i'm sure that they're more than what we're talking about here and honestly if you can think of some more um we'd love to hear from you we're not going
1: to go to kurt vonnegut's german bat ball from the sirens of titan
0: except that you just did you just went right there.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's an example. I was giving an example of what we're not going to do. It's a negative example. It, it's valid. Okay. It's valid.
0: Well, if you go to strangers and aliens talk about that at all, <laughs> if you go to strangersandaliens dot com slash contact, um, you, you can. I mean, the drop rules of the line. game
1: are very similar to that of baseball.
0: So you're continuing. You're continuing the negative example by saying we're not going to go here, but then you're going to just start describing it. Is that what you're,
1: it's, it's, it's an example in gestalt. Okay. It's, you know, I mean, like baseball, there, are, there are two teams, one of which must hit the ball and run bases to accumulate points. But in, in German bat ball, the ball is, is played with a flabby ball, the size of a big honeydew melon. The ball is, it, it, it's no more lively than a 10 gallon hat filled with rainwater. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's different so we're we're looking at what? different <laughs> sports we're looking what at are you talking? ones where what
0: are, are you is this one that you're familiar with
1: no I'm saying this is one of the ones we're not going to talk about because i'm not that familiar with it so you know gotcha i mean like i mean there's only three bases instead of four and uh-huh. german batball the offensive player is not pitched to but he the ball what, where are you on reading fist this from? the ball with his other fist. Where, where are you but this reading
0: is this stuff from? That, what? See, this is what I didn't want to this do. I didn't, just, I didn't want it, us to like it, it, find it a media? list on Wikipedia or something and just read the description. Like this is our observations of these things yeah. in media that we've experienced. Right. So you're,
1: you... I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you.
0: Gotcha. The negative example.
1: The negative example. The negative. And example. I, I'll have, I'll, do, I'll do this. I'll give a positive example. And it's sort of like this episode is like a commemoration. I mean, it it could only happen this year. And do you know why this is the perfect year for this discussion?
0: I do not. I do not. Because
1: one of the greatest baseball players in science fiction started his career in 2015. Okay. Yeah.
0: Tell me, who is it? Buck Bakai. I don't know who that is. In the Deep Space Nine
1: episode, "If Wishes Were Horses," do you remember that one?
0: Oh, is that the one where there's like a leprechaun?
1: Buck Bakai in the
0: Deep Space Nine episode. There's like a leprechaun, right? And he's like giving them uh, their, making people come. Maybe? That, yeah, he's one I'm of sure. he's one of Cisco's heroes. Episode. I think. He's 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 one of uh, of Captain Cisco's. Yeah. Greatest Heroes.
1: Yeah. 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 But he he started his career with the London Kings in 2015 in the Star Trek universe, of course. So, of course, we have have that tie in to, you know, a, a real sport and a science fiction classic, Star Trek. Well, as classic as Deep Space Nine is in the Star Trek universe. So. But anyway, there you go. There's there's a real tie-in. That's something we're going to talk about, and it's that's like a real sport. But we're going to talk about like fantasy sports as well. So you know, as much as as this was a science fiction actual sport, we're going to talk about sports that were invented for a science fiction uh, world or fantasy world. So we have three. Well. Ben says we have three. uh, We do. We have three three categories.
0: categories. I I
1: have a fourth, but go ahead and do your three and maybe give an example. Well, the three
0: categories would be racing.
1: Racing's good, yeah.
0: Pugilism, which would be fighting. Fighting sports. And and ball sports. Right,
1: ball sports, good. Yeah.
0: Great. So these are the. These are the ones. Yeah, I mean they're. uh, These are the topics, and and I've got different things that go in there. I I don't know which one you want to start with, though, if you want to start with ball sports maybe, because um, that's the first one in my three columns that I have here. Sure. Okay.
1: And then we'll work up to the fourth one.
0: We'll work up to the third and a half one. Okay. Well, the first thing (laughs) I wanted to read a little bit um, from The Hobbit. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because uh, we're we're in ball sports right now, and here in the Hobbit, this is one of those where it's an existing sport with a nice little twist, mm-hmm. and that is this. <clears throat> um, let's see, Gandalf is talking about Bilbo, and he says, "This is the very first chapter." Are you gonna says,
1: do funny voices? Are you gonna do funny voices?
0: Well, there's only one voice, and that's Gandalf's. Excitable oh. little fellow," said Gandalf as they sat down again. Gets funny queer fits, but he is one of the best. One of the best. As fierce as a dragon in a pinch. If you've ever seen a dragon in a pinch, you will realize that this was the was only ah, you will realize that this was only poetical exaggeration applied to any Hobbit, even to old Took's great granduncle Bull Roarer, who was so huge for a Hobbit that he could ride a horse. He charged the ranks of the goblins of Mount Graham in the Battle of the Greenfields and knocked their king Golfimble's head clean off with a wooden club. It sailed 100 yards through the air and went down a rabbit hole. And in this way, the battle was won and the game of golf invented at the same time. So there there is one example. Nice. Of sci fi fantasy sport. And that is the invention of the game of golf by a hobbit so that's kind of cool it's kind of fun right yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah that's a fun one
0: yeah so i was trying to think of some other ball sports that would fit into what we're talking about here and one of the first then that rolled into my mind was that of rollerball right Are you familiar with rollerball at Ball. all familiar with roller rolled right into
1: your brain it did it rolled I, I right am. into my brain yeah that's uh it's it's motorcycles it is it's motorcycles right
0: Mm-hmm. it's basically well it's it's basically um a yeah. roller and, derby and, uh, but you add and, uh, in uh, motorcycles what do you to call it, it? What, what do you call what yes the roller derby yes yeah it's a roller derby but there's yeah, also roller- motorcycles and the ball is made out of steel, I think, and mm-hmm. it's uh, 1975. Oh, what's the actor's name? Who's the lead in that? Yeah, I wish so, I could remember. Okay. Wow, I feel really silly now. But um, they would wear. It was basically.
1: Wasn't it? Was Steve McQueen? Was it?
0: No, no, it was. um Not Steve McQueen? No, it was that actor who he was in uh, Alien Nation? And James Kahn is James Kahn. And he was he was one of the stars of the sport. And the whole thing about being in the, the future is that it's kind of this hedonistic society and they need this. You know, they have this blood bloodlust, and they're getting the bloodlust satiated by watching these people go in the rink and beat each other senseless and hit each other with the steel ball and clothesline each other from from the motorcycle and then, but you could also grab onto the, the back of your own team's motorcycle and get, get going a lot, a lot quicker. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those 70s sci-fi movies, 1975, where it's basically taking a look at where are we now? And let's extrapolate a little bit. It it definitely falls into the category of like your Soyant green or, oh boy, I can't really think of anything else right now it's kind of that negative yeah, it's, dystopia type it's of dystopian, yeah. So there's a remake that I never actually saw, but I think it was LL Cool J yeah. starring in that one. So yeah, and and it's a not a bad movie. I, <laughs> I, I remember liking it. I remember liking it, and yeah. I remember it was it was a good sports movie too. It wasn't just a sci-fi movie but it actually felt like it was a sports movie made in the future of the seventies, you know, but it's like, we're going to make this movie about the greatest star from our rollerball history, you know? And so, yeah, it it feels, it feels real. It feels real. It feels of the time, definitely of the seventies, but it feels real and, and has the grit of a a sports movie in the seventies, like a Rocky or, or, uh, Know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's that's another one that I thought of. How All about right. you? You had any you wanted to throw in here with our our ball sports of the future, like uh, or not, sports, not necessarily the future, Quidditch. but yeah, Quidditch. Not the future, I was gonna say because that's present day, but Fantastic Land.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So talk about Quidditch a little bit. I don't actually. Is, I haven't seen much Quidditch of
1: it. Which is a. Um, it's, it's played. Right. It's played on brooms, flying brooms. So there's that element to it. So it's, it's very difficult for people to actually mimic it, although they do just running around instead of actually flying. Um, and it's a, a ball sport where there's um, uh, three. Uh, types of, of of players. There's a goalie type of player, and then there's the like an offense and a defense type. One is called the beaters, and they can they can hit the ball. And one of the interesting things is there's there's a different element to it. There's a, a thing called a snitch, where if you get the snitch, you win the game, or I, I think you get like 150 points or something, or you get something. No, I'm pretty sure if you get the snitch, you win the game. And so you could have, you could be losing the game, you know, terribly, and then get the snitch, and then you win the game just by dint of getting the snitch. It's uh, Very difficult to get; it's it it almost uh, disappears when you're almost near it, and it it can turn on a dime. Um, but there are in the in the books, uh, it's a very well fleshed out game. It's the it's the. It's their, it's their football. It's you know, what they what they play or soccer, I guess, in you know, a football in a different sense. but they they play it and there's tournaments and there's uh, you know heroes in the real uh, uh, Quidditch League, but they play it you know between their houses and things like that. Um, just like you know different uh, high schools will play against each other, that type of a thing. But uh, it's very well fleshed out. It plays into a lot of the plots in the books. Um, and it's a very interesting element to the whole fantasy universe.
0: Yeah, and that definitely, I mean, the book is about the training of wizards and witches, and so the whole, you know, it just makes sense in the context of, I'm writing a fantasy book about where you go to learn how to be a witch, and I need to make up a sport for them, maybe something that involves a fantasy, football or soccer type of game with flying brooms. I mean, it just is, it, it almost feels a little on the nose, but then you watch it or read about it because I read it first before I saw the movie. And that's the one book I read of the seven and one of the three movies that I've seen, but uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. And it actually has, I mean, she thought out the rules uh, from what I can tell. (laughs) She thought them out fairly well yeah uh james
1: khan by the way was in rollerball
0: yeah i already said that i remembered his name oh did you yeah i figured it out oh there you go. yeah sorry i had to go through alienation to get there
1: but, got it yeah. you're a little choppy so it might have been one of those times where you were being choppy
0: okay is it a bad connection yeah
1: well all right then um another ball sport uh that I have is um, the, um, what do you call it? It's the highlight light ball thing from Tron.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that one. Is that, that's with the, with the scoops. Yeah. It's like laser scoops, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Scoops.
0: Yeah. Cause there was so many games in Tron that you could play with what you already had. In well, for us, in my grandparents' camper, frisbees. Okay. Right there, so you had the discs, uh, bikes. You jump on your bike and you're doing the the uh, yeah. the light bike, light cycle thing, and then this was you know you had that yep. for us. It, yep. was, it was a camping thing. You had the scoop, the plastic scoop with a plastic ball, and you'd flip it at each other and try and catch it. The other person would try and catch it in their scoop, and then they'd throw it back. Yeah, yeah. Tron was made for kids of the 80s it was it was a, one of those perfect movies mm-hmm. just in that way but yeah and then in uh Tron Legacy i think they did some stuff with that too but it was a lot more extreme
1: yeah yeah oh, okay yeah yeah i remember
0: yeah good one well mm-hmm. another one we i thought it. of was um now i got the name wrong well no i got the name right for the new series but I got the name wrong for the old series. And that's what I was actually thinking of first.
1: Like, um,
0: well, I, it was Pyramid. In, mm-hmm. in Battlestar Galactica. In the right. original series, the game was called Triad. And in the new series, mm-hmm. it was called Pyramid. But then we figured out Pyramid in the old series was actually the card game. So then that's, that's where I actually had to jump online and find out here. And it's it's Triad <laughs> in the original but in triad it's basically a lot like football and basketball put together and you're just trying to get your ball into the the hole in the wall basically right and i just remember being ridiculous so ridiculous um because what they were wearing they wore these weird like they were just wearing the pads maybe from football or something similar to those but then they were you know this weird kind of, almost a sumo. If I'm remembering right, it's almost like a sumo wrestler's. Um, I don't know what you call it. The sumo wrestler wears, but it's like they have their underwear on and then a sumo wrestler's rag that goes around his waist. And then the it was just weird looking. The helmets looked goofy. It was really really goofy. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the episode it was featured in was a murder mystery where starbuck was accused of murdering someone with his blaster and they were able to trace it that it was his blaster that made the shot but no one could shoot Mm -hmm. his blaster except for him and they thought maybe he was was going to had killed this person because of a fight on the the triad thing it was I might, right. I might be confusing two episodes or something, but I do remember vividly the sport and I remember vividly the murder mystery. So maybe I'm putting the two things together.
1: But, it might be over the card game. Uh,
0: the pyramid card game that he was had murdered someone? It might have
1: been. I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen the, the episode. I do remember vividly that there was that murder mystery and I do remember the ball game.
0: Well, because you know what I remember vividly about the murder mystery was the dead body had fallen with a automatic door and it was like trying to close on the guy's arm or something like that. Uh, and it was just like, true. Oh man, you know, and yeah, I'm seeing the show when I'm five, six, seven years old. Right. And
1: I was yeah. elderly at the time. I was like <laughs>
0: 10, <laughs> but then they had it in the new series too. Yeah. And uh, in That's fact, in seen. in Caprica, the series that was a prequel series, they had, you know, pyramid stadiums and and big games and um that's one where i remember from that one of the moments of that series that i remember is them all singing the the caprica national anthem for for the uh before the game mm-hmm. and and steve while we were talking i did look it up here and yes it was the episode that i'm thinking of It was Murder on the Rising Star. And the overview is from the Battlestar Wiki. When Starbuck is implicated Mm -hmm. in a rival triad player's murder, Apollo and Boomer come to his defense as protectors. They eventually uncover a plot and a traitor and all this kind of thing. So, yeah. My memory serves me well in this one single situation. So, let's see. Also... See, you said Quidditch, so I'm going to cross there that you. off of my list. Um, I only have one more thing on my list here of ball games in the future. Actually, two. Something again vivid from my childhood was when I was reading a friend's comic book, a Superboy in the Legion of Superheroes comic book, and it was Superboy playing tennis, and it just mentioned that they had all of the the lines for the the court had uh, sensors so they could find out if the ball was out, out of bounds or not. And they didn't, I mean, so the judges were never wrong. So, yeah. So not take else. that for what it is. you have any other ball sports That's you wanted to? Because I've got one. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple more, but do uh, you have any more uh, ball, ball sports? I don't want to take away the good ones before you get a chance I to do. get to them. What do you got? What do you got for us? Ball sports. I'll just
1: mention all of them. Okay. I got, I got, well, first of all, I'm I'm just going to lump a whole bunch into all at once. It's uh, Phineas and Ferb. They do sports stuff mm-hmm. all the time. And we could have an entire show just about Phineas and Ferb sports. So if you like fantasy sports, watch some Phineas and Ferb with 10 episodes, you'll probably get two or three.
0: Yeah, they got a lot of fun ones. Um, uh,
1: Red Dwarf had zero g football. Yeah,
0: that's right. They didn't actually show it, but he had like the he had like uh, the the uh, magazines and almanacs and stuff like that. Yeah, I forgot about that one.
1: And I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the the all time best fantasy sport of all time. You ready?
0: I'm ready. Lay it on me,
1: Cal Calvin Ball. Yes. Best of all time. Yes. Microphone is dropped. That's probably why it's feeding back so badly.
0: Because you dropped the microphone.
1: <laughs> I did. That's right. I dropped it before the, the whole episode here.
0: Because so. you just kept adding rules.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Anytime there was a Calvin Ball comic strip, you knew it was going to be fun. Yep. And yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like Tegwar, you know, the exciting game without any rules like that but it's calvin ball so. calvin Ball, big thumbs
0: up i have actually two more and one is brockian ultra cricket
1: mm-hmm.
0: i had to look it up but it's from uh hitchhiker to the galaxy yeah, yeah. it's uh <laughs> and it's it's so many rules that they assembled all the rules once but the book that had them all in ha- was so dense that it collapsed in on itself and yeah created a black hole and then I do want to say that technically speaking the future is 40 50 years ago because they played golf on the moon in real life. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean you, you can't get much more of a sci-fi sport than that except that it was real. Right. And I mean that's that's pretty cool although I can't imagine because I'm so bad at golf anyway playing it. <laughs> In an actual spacesuit. Well, those... if you
1: think if you think about it, golf is one of those sports where the person who plays the least amount of golf wins. Sort of. Yeah, because you're going for the low score. It's the true. Person who, yeah. who plays the least wins. Uh, so.
0: Yeah, but you have to play a lot to get to that point where you're playing the least. Right, but yeah, because you know me. If I were to play with someone who actually knows what they're doing, having played the least, will end up with the highest score. Because I really am no good at it.
1: Well, I mean, in that match. Yes. If you, if you play the least in that match, you win. Yeah. You get the lowest score.
0: And it was played on the moon in real life by real men from Earth who took a golf club and a golf ball up there in their ship
1: yeah wow it's like you have you have a limited space you can bring x amount of of weight on board hmm let's see what you know what i'm gonna bring (laughs) a mine iron and a box of golf balls
0: because you know what he's bringing i mean he's bringing the photo op yeah let's face facts here this is they're gonna show this picture and they're gonna get money sent to nasa from the government, because people are going to see that and be, oh, how cool.
1: Yeah. Moon golf. Moon, so. Yeah, we can, we can go to the moon and play golf. Can't we?
0: Well, no, we can't. But no. we can see a picture of it, yeah. because they did it. So. That's right. Uh, okay, so let's move on then to pugilism, which is right. basically controlled fighting.
1: Or uncontrolled fighting.
0: Well, it's fighting with a rule. At least a rule, right? Yes,
1: yes, at least one.
0: And so there's a, there's one that I actually am putting in the racing column that could go in this one because I don't have a lot in the racing column. And rollerball could kind of fit into this one, but it's a sport played with a ball.
1: Right, but, and it's not really know. racing.
0: Well, no, rollerball could fit into pugilism. Oh, okay, yes. Because yes, it of could. the But the, the, the end result for... Our Rollerball is not to knock out or kill the other person, right. whereas in pugilism, our end result is to either win by points because of hitting someone enough times right. or kill them Kill them. Yeah. or, you know, incapacitate them or something like that. Right. right. And I, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, Steve, you, it's okay if you have some of these, but I, I didn't put anything in there like, I don't know, say jousting. Which is all over the place in fantasy,
1: right? You know, it's,
0: it's something that's in real life, or or dueling. I, I don't have dueling in right. here. Yeah, uh, you know, a- like when one-on-one sword fight that kind of thing. Yeah, um, but I will throw in an event that happened when jousting didn't cover it. It just wasn't enough, and that was from a Terry Gilliam movie called jabberwocky <laughs> where they were trying to find out and it's kind of funny already because they're trying to find out you know who can go and and fight the beast right. that's terrorizing right. the countryside and so they're jousting and they're having these jousting battles but they're killing off all of the warriors and doing so <laughs> so then they switch to a game of hide and seek and that was how they were going to determine who would go off to fight, right. fight the the Jabberwocky. And it was a funny moment. And one of the few, honestly, laugh out loud moments in that movie for me, uh, I just didn't find it all that funny. It was just kind of a slower paced and less energetic and not as funny. Uh, holy grail. Cause okay. it had Michael Palin in it. And, and there might've been a couple other uh, pythons in there, but um, so you'd
1: say this one is Palin in comparison?
0: Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And it, it almost, you know, Terry Gilliam is one of my favorite movie directors of all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, he was co-director, partially, I think, because of all the animations he did of Monty Python's um, Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. But he is the only director on this movie. And you watch this movie and you just wonder, oh, how did he work again after this? <laughs> and, and, but then he goes and makes Time Bandits mm-hmm. and proves himself. Right. You know, as as at least a, a competent director of both action and comedy. You know, it's not the greatest movie ever, but it has enough personality to make it feel like, you know, you're watching something funny, goofy and. And then he goes on to make some of the other movies that are some of my favorites, like right. the, uh, the movies that go and in, into my top ten all time movies. So,
1: right. But I mean, everyone has that that dog. You got to start were, somewhere. That they were trying to do some arty riff on something, where it's just it it just fails on different le- Like that uh, Peter Jackson, oh, that horrible thing with puppets.
0: I haven't seen that, but
1: oh, never, never see it. Never see it. It's just horrible. It's like a battlefield earth level. Horrible.
0: (laughs) It's just, no, that should be our next episode is we should watch battlefield earth again.
1: No, 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 no. no. (laughs) So
0: yeah. So that I laughed out loud though. I mean, and that was kind of that twist. It's a fantasy movie. It's not really a fantasy twist on the old Mm -hmm. jousting kind of thing, but
1: right. Yeah.
0: But still. Yeah.
1: Okay. uh, What else we got?
0: I just remembered, I forgot one thing on the ball column. Okay. I have my own fantasy sport. Did you know this, Steve?
1: That's, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, I Armor created, Quest. yeah,
0: I created a sport for Armor Quest, the Armor Quest fantasy world. Uh, it's called clubs. clubs. And yeah, you just, the, the rules are, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, I was trying to make up a sport that would uh, use the things available to the people in, you know, these these medieval style villages. <laughs> so what's available to them is, you know, sticks and rags and stuff like that. And so they take rags and make a ball out of them. And then they throw the ball up in the air and hit it with the, the club. And then the other person has to catch the ball and then throw it up in the air and hit it with the club. And the idea is kind of like the, the old water balloon game where you toss right. the water balloon and then you take a step back away from each other and see how long you keep going until the water balloon burst. And, so for them, it's, you know, see how how long you can keep it going before it hits the ground kind of thing. And um, yeah, so that was in actually the first Armor Quest comic story that I ever wrote, uh, issue zero, which was a short issue where um, basically Timothy gets his original sword uh, mm-hmm. from from a knight who's traveling and, and who uh, ends up having to fight a dragon that's terrorizing the village. And yeah, so that's. Yeah, my own, my, I can't believe I, for, I didn't write it on my list. That's why I forgot. So, Wow. Yeah.
1: What one to forget, huh?
0: <laughs> so back to pugilism, though. Uh, yeah, so you have anything on your list for pugilism?
1: I've got a I handful do. of
0: things here, a handful.
1: Yeah. I have, well, Thunderdome.
0: Ooh, good one. one. I do not have that one down. Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. One man leaves, yeah. yeah.
1: And then... You have the, you know, obligatory song by, uh,
0: <clears throat> by, uh, no.
1: <laughs> I forgot her name. I was going to say Janet Jackson.
0: No, no, Tina you. Turner.
1: Oh, Tina Turner. Yeah. It's a JJ, a TT, same thing,
0: right?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, well, we also have, um, in Babylon five, they had that, uh, alien boxing Mu Have that.
0: Yeah. I had also forgotten about that one, Steve, but I think that I forgot about that one because that was a really terrible episode.
1: Well, you know, we're not judging the episodes. No, we're no.
0: Just... We're reporting the sports that it, that appear in them. Yes. Uh, just throwing this stuff up, throwing it out. Yeah. And uh, that's an episode I would throw out, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Well played, sir.
0: All right. So what else do we have here? Uh,
1: uh, we have uh, Raking from Max Hedrum. How could we forget that?
0: Well, we could forget Esca- it because Max Hedrum is not exactly. A, you know, it's not on Netflix. Let's put it that way. It's sci-fi though. Little it is skateboards it is. and violence. I, and I have seen it recently because I still have uh, Hank Harwell's uh, season one set of Max Headroom, so okay, I actually yeah. need to get that back to him. So, and that episode though, um, again, kind of getting back into your your uh, your rollerball kind of thing, but it's it's mm-hmm. they were televising it, and of course, a lot of Max Headroom was all about the media and. Was it? I never yeah. really picked that up from and the... connecting, you know, the computers <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, so so what, raking, uh, right? Raking. Yeah, yeah. So let's see, where else? For pugilism, I would go to Marvel Just... Comics.
1: Yeah, oh, and yeah. And
0: Unlimited Class Wrestling. Yeah. Which... That was
1: a really a fascinating uh, storyline when they were doing that because you know there was there was it was sort of like this B level of people with powers yeah and you know they weren't using them or most of them not for uh for superheroing or adventuring
0: or supervillaining
1: yeah or supervillaining I mean,
0: they they're just like we've got powers what do we do and that it feels like a kind of real world extrapolation of what would mm-hmm. people do if they had powers well yeah yeah I mean,
1: I could only imagine if if I was writing a book and I had the time to explore it, you know, you'd have the, the guy with telekinesis, you know, sitting on the couch. And now he's, you know, 700 pounds and he just uses it to get the beers out of the fridge, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it, it, we, we would go to our human nature for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think it was uh, Marvel and DC. I think they put that spark in their powers where, you know, if you get superpowers, you're sort of. You know, you're, you're earmarked for destiny, that type of a thing.
0: <laughs> well, they don't, they don't, uh, yeah, you've got to do something with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Good or evil. Right. Or, or your only choices. Or just make money, which is where it was in the thing that, when he had his own comic series. Yeah, yeah. And he, had, he came back from Battle World in the first Secret mm-hmm. Wars and yeah. was kind of off on his own, traveling the land, gets himself a gig with the Unlimited Class Wrestling, and it tended to be mostly just strong guys. I don't right. remember much to, you know, with like telekinesis and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, but then it's, it's mostly, yeah. But then you had the beyonder from secret wars too, <laughs> who battled Ben Grimm in the I ring.
1: Always come back to that with you. It's it, always that
0: it is. It is always that because there's so many connections that you just can't pull them away because once you start <laughs> pulling away those connections, everything unravels. Secret Wars two is what holds it all together.
1: If you say so,
0: I do, and I am. <laughs> but it actually was a, a, from Secret Wars too, you because know, I'm rereading them right now for Comic Book Time Machine, mm-hmm. and every once in a while there's some gems, and that's actually one of them where, uh, Beyonder lets Thing just pound on him, out mm-hmm. of uh, for revenge because yeah. the Beyonder yeah. took all everyone to Battle World, and then, um, Thing got left behind on Battle World. And lived this whole life and had a whole romance and everything and then found out he just didn't exist. And it just kind of shook him. And when he came back, he was still very shaken. And he's just pounding on the Beyonder and Beyonder won't fight back and then starts to realize how how empty his revenge is. And you know, everyone who's watching the match is like, this is really awkward because we're watching a guy just pound, <laughs> pound on someone else. In yeah. anger. This is not a gimmick. This is not a sport. This is just brutal. And yeah. yeah. so anyway, but that's, you know, one of the things you'd expect with, with uh, superpowers, you know, you have regular people who just want to do live life and, oh, I've got these powers. It's no, no different than someone who's, you know, got a technical aptitude who wants to work in a garage and, and fix cars. That's right. You know, who's really good at that. Well, these are people who, they happen to have super strength. And and it's always fun when they kind of find those real world, just almost mundane applications for superpowers and, and right. for the superheroes.
1: And the, one of the things that was interesting to me is you had the, you know, you know this, this whole secondary uh, economy where now they're they're providing uh, drugs that will give you those superpowers. hmm and you know, all of a sudden, well, wait a minute. You know, if they have these drugs to make these superpowers, why don't you make an army and do something, you know, nice in the world? But no, they're they're out to make their their cash, you know, to set up their fights and whatever. No, and so all of a it's sudden,
0: super steroids.
1: Yeah, it's, it's ex- exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, and again, one of those nice using science fiction to reflect or make a statement about you know current events and and real world problems. Yep. Absolutely. uh, From Unlimited Wrestling, I do need to go. I think we need to go to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Just real quick for some of their sports, because you uh, have—I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's like Ambu Jitsu or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think
0: it's. I think that's the episode where Riker fights his dad, (laughs) because they're practicing Every episode, yeah, yeah, but um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this time it's his real dad and not a surrogate father with, right. with Picard. But, um, and they have, it's basically American gladiators. Do you remember that when they'd be up there and they would yep. have those sticks with the little puffs on the end of them? And, yep. and then there was also, um, and this might be ball sport, but I do remember them people getting hurt and it was in an early episode, but Parisi squares. Do you remember that? I don't think they ever I showed it. The name. I don't think they ever showed it. They just show them like in their outfits Walking down the hall, you know they're wearing their uniforms, but then they'd also have a duffel bag, you know, and they go to play Parisi squares. And you have
1: to have the duffel bag. What? You have to have the duffel bag.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna go play a sport, right? That's what you do. You take your stuff and um, get your duffel. Because I remember someone breaking an arm or something like that, because it's a pretty active sport. Yeah. But I also remember, I think that's where Wharf just gave that nice line of, you know, if winning's not important, why do we keep score? (laughs) <laughs> nice but th- those both were kind of battle battle oriented anyway if not if not full on battling each other yeah so I've got one more category for the pugilism do you have any more to talk about with pugilism
1: um I have one it, yes I do it, it's a big one
0: a big one okay
1: so maybe you should say yours well yeah, mine you
0: mine is kind of a genre and it's kind of the the mech warrior type of thing. And one of the movies that I remember watching in high school was Robot Jocks, where you have people in giant robots mm-hmm. fighting each other. You know, and in Robot Jocks, it was basically they stopped all war, and instead of fighting in wars, they would have their representative of their country in a giant <laughs> robot or something, something stupid well, like that. Of course, they would and that one I liked though because even though the effects weren't great they used a lot of stop motion effects for the robots fighting each other the effects weren't great when you look at them now but back then it was just good enough to scratch that itch to see like live action Robotech or live action Warrior or, or mm-hmm. Battletech um, yeah. Battletech is the board battle game um, Mech Warrior was the role playing game that, that went along with it in the same same world and, uh, yeah, so that was a cool movie to me. And I, it's one of those, I'd like to watch again, but I don't want to, because I'm pretty sure it will not at all yeah. stand up to the test of time.
1: What is it? I'm going to write it down so I can robot see. Robot jocks. Robot jo- How do you spell that jocks?
0: Uh, J-O-X.
1: So, robot?
0: Yeah, robot, robot jocks. Jocks. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll check that out.
0: And, but along with that, more recently was Real Steel. Yeah, yeah, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That's right. With with Hugh Jackman, and yep. it was an interesting one. I, I kind of liked the movie. It was basically, I mean, it was any other boxing movie. The only difference being instead of two guys in the the ring with with gloves, it was two guys just outside the ring having the robots go at each other and. <laughs> they're controlling yep. the robots and so there's some dramatic stuff there. It wasn't as uh, emotionally interesting for me for the the climax as it would be say with Rocky. You know, where you're following mm-hmm. Rocky and then he's in the ring and it's a there's personal stakes, but there's also physical stakes involved. And I just remember the personal stakes in Real Steel not being quite enough for me to really be caught by it. But yeah, I mean, that was that again, that kind of future of fighting where we don't have to let them box each other. You still have the guys with the skills, but they're not touching mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And yeah, it, it there, there, there's kind of this idea of, you know, well, let's pull back and be less violent, but we still have to offer violence. <laughs> you know, I mean, the society, the society right. still yep. has to offer violence, even though we're trying to pull back away from it. But there's just that human nature, and and then, okay, so we talked about golf on the moon being a ball sport in real life. Mm-hmm. You also have then robot wars or whatever it's called on It's on NBC now, but I think it was on cable years ago where you'd have yeah. you know tech teams building robots and having them fight each other in the ring. That's right. and so it's happening. the future is now, the future is today.. <laughs>
1: The so. future is now, <laughs> and I think one one category it probably could be its own category, but it fits into this one. Okay, just you know, it slides as just the the, the hyper extension. Okay. of pugilist sports would be like Hunger Games, The Running Man, the uh, you know the maze. What is it? The Maze Runner or whatever it is. Yeah, and those things where where they're they're just super hyper. It's taken to the, the nth degree. Now I put know, Running so.
0: Man in the racing category, but I'll I'll scoot him over here to pugilism because it is a it's a death match. It's the blood yeah, sport. But, You're talking about the death match or the blood sport. Yeah. Where, something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was and fit I, right Running here.
1: Man. I mean, I guess if you could run to the to the place and keep running until you get to the safe place, right?
0: There was a. It was there was something to do with a race. It's been a while since I've seen it or read it, and when I. Yeah. I don't remember much about the book except for the ending. That ending was very, very different. It was pretty brutal. Yeah,
1: But I think one of the things I think was assumed that no one was ever going to get there. So that place really didn't exist. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: It was also what I liked about Running Man was it was just how over the top it was kind of playing into that idea of the, you know, the wrestling uh, caricatures or the, you know, the wrestling characters that. They're putting on this mask and putting on this facade of this, you know, over the top, crazy,
1: right. well,
0: Sub Zero yeah, killer who's going to go out there and and kill off some of the running men. The
1: hockey stick,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the greatest of all movies, a, but
1: was, I think no. But the over the top, the over the topness of it was, I think, the funnest, one of the funnest parts. And you had a real game show. Uh, a person and yeah. uh, Richard Dawson doing. I mean, you know, who who loves you and who do you love? You know, just <laughs> this this. I mean, perfect, spot on te- template for you know what came with uh, you know who wants to be a millionaire and you know all these other uh, things that it just the perfect the perfect model for anyone going into that.
0: Well, he was just, the perfect model because he did it like he he knew how to get a crowd going, you mm. know, and he knew how to, you know, talk to contestants and draw out the, you know, but then he's playing it. Okay. So here's me, but I'm the evil me, you know, right. the, what's the evil version of Richard Dawson hosting the family feud. <laughs> it's Richard Dawson hosting the running man. contest.
1: Right. right.
0: Yeah. Uh. So hunger games, I hadn't thought about, but really that does kind of fit into what we're talking about. It is, You know, it's, it's a blood sport more Mm -hmm. so than, than, you know, pugilism here, but it is, you know, fight to the death based on your athletic skills and, and, or trickery or, or whatever, but there's a clear winner. It is a clear contest. I think that totally fits into what we're talking about here. Yeah. I just watched that with my kids, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it with, I don't know what I was thinking. I. My 14-year-old boy really wanted to watch it. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we can do that. And so then my, my 12-year-old girl really wanted to watch it. And my 11-year-old girl was like, yeah, I want to watch it too. And So I, I, I thought about it. And in the end, I decided, you know, there's, there's enough to talk about here. I'm going to go ahead and let them, let them watch. And when it got done, my 12-year-old and my 11-year-old were both. The only reason we kept watching was because we knew if we didn't see the end, it would have been worse than if we did. <laughs> if, if 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 we didn't see the end, it would have been worth, worse than if we stopped watching in the middle, right? You know, trying right. to, to see how it all ended or whatever. But like yep. that was really bad. <laughs>
1: like, well, those well. Are t- these are tough ages. I have a fourteen and a twelve year old too, and it's it's difficult because they're so close, and especially if they're like you know my two are being homeschooled, and they they just have that bond where you know the the younger almost like is better because my son is, is, is that much older and that, you know, knows my, that much more. So she, she sort of, you know, is just sort of carried away in his wake sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and is, is she wants to experience the things that he's experiencing and, and do those things and everything. And at the same time, you really have to say, you know, there's two years between you two Yeah, and you, there's really going to be some things that he can do that you can't. And I can even only imagine with an 11-year-old on top of that, where, you know, that... Well, just another...
0: and then add in a 9-year-old too. <laughs> you know, I mean, because I've got those three girls. Yeah. You know, they're all 18 months apart. And wow. the difference between the 11-year-old, or rather the 12-year-old and the 9-year-old, is a wide gap. But then you put my 11-year-old in the middle, and it's not yep. very wide gap between the 9 and the 12. Yep. And there, it's, there's some awkward, weird you know sometimes they'll pair off and it's usually my 11-year-old pairing off with one or the other and so she's never left out but then the other two are and but with with Hunger Games it was good i mean my i had a really good conversation with my girls about about the show and about what you know what is what is this about and um and they didn't they weren't like oh this is really disturbing i you know they weren't well oh, we had nightmares or anything like that it was it was uh, okay. So why did you let us watch this in the first place? And I, I explained to them, well, this is why. This is things in our society, and this is you know, reminiscent of some of those things. And what's important to society, and you know, if you look at what was important to the people in the the city, and what was important to the people outside of the city, and the, the different places. And it was a it was a good conversation, but you know, they, they really wanted to see it. And I'm just okay. Well, let's. I mean, I, I put some thought into it and it was about a month and a half before we actually even watched it since the the time when I bought it, but yeah. Wow. So anyway, yeah, that totally fits in with our sci-fi sports. So, and I have one more category then. Okay. And so we have the ball category, we have the pugilism category, and then there's the racing category. Right. And I'm going to just, I don't have too many examples for racing. I'm sure we can find a whole bunch of examples.
1: Um, I have, I have actually, but right before we do that, I have okay.
0: one more, one more
1: in, in the, the pugilism. Oh, one more one. pugilism. Okay. This is one that, that I, I don't know if it, it's, it's pretty obscure, but in the, in the prisoner, there was an episode where they had a, um, it was basically like this martial arts thing on trampolines. Hmm. <laughs> it was called kosho. And it was in uh, one of the one of the one of the I mean just crazy stuff that went on in that those seventeen episodes, and this is just another one that was just indicative
0: of the. I don't remember that one at all.
1: The craziness and they're bouncing around doing the big sticks and stuff like that. It was just crazy, but um, yeah, uh, just uh, I mean, the prisoner. If if you like that sort of thing, (laughs) by all means, go and enjoy.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, but what sort of thing is that sort of thing? I don't even know how to explain what that sort of thing is.
1: You know what? It, it's almost like a dystopian mindset. It's a. It's not. It's not like he lives in a dystopia.
0: No, he doesn't. He lives in the modern day, right? Of the '60s,
1: right? But he's living in a place that he's forced to live in, even mm-hmm. though it's idyllic. It's somewhere where he does not want to be. So it's it's this mental dystopia that he's forced to live in.
0: Yeah, no, and it's, and it's, it's uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it's just complete absurdity, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just, you know, mind games that are being yeah. played, and, you know, like every sci-fi series worth its salt, it has a western episode. Yeah. You yeah. know, but it's set in the world of the 1960s if James Bond existed. If the world of James <laughs> Bond was real. Right, and part of me almost wants because uh, was it Patrick McGowan? Mm-hmm. He played the the spy who has been sent to this island. He doesn't know who sent him there. Was it his side or was it the other side? Right. But he has just he had just resigned from his spy agency, and all of a sudden he's gassed and knocked unconscious and brought over to this island. Uh, but then he came off of right before he did this series. He did Secret Agent Man. Or right. what was it called? Is it secret agent man in the States? And then yeah, in, in England it was, was it danger man? Danger or? man. Yeah. Um, but he played a James Bond type spy, you know, in, in, in that series for, you know, a number of, of seasons. And it's almost as if that character was the same character who was the prisoner and yeah. it, it, it can work that way. And yeah, it's just, it's so bizarre. Mm -hmm. and the ending just (laughs) takes takes all was it was 18 episodes uh i think it was 17 okay so take those first 16 episodes and take all the weird and there's a lot yeah of those of those first 16 episodes take all the weird cram it into an hour and that's your finale yeah because it gets weird yep yeah i mean it's absurdist stuff going on it
1: Yeah, it is really – that's the way you can describe it. It's absurd.
0: Yeah. The prisoner. So moving on to racing then. Racing. Here we go. Now, there's a lot of things you could do with racing, and I just wrote down – well, I had Running Man in there, but – so I have have three, and now I only have two. And, you know, you could put in the (laughs) Hanna-Barbera wacky races, I guess, (laughs) um, which is –
1: laugh olympics laugh
0: olympics yeah <laughs> oh space olympics that's another category almost
1: we could do that yeah buck rogers had a space olympics
0: yeah and there was a choose your own adventure style book series called interplanetary spy and mm-hmm. i had two or three of them and they were good because there was puzzles and stuff in it not just not just story but puzzles that you had to solve You know, in order to get the right thing and and find the right places. But one of the the books was about, you know, this Interstellar Olympics. And it was really cool. It was really cool. Cool. So, of course, for racing, I put in pod racing. What? Yeah. Really? Well, it's racing. That's where you're going? That's the first thing I thought of, unfortunately. Fine. (laughs) Now, part of that might be because I just, you know, yesterday was playing over and over again the pod racing level of lego star wars (laughs) so i could get all 10 canisters nice all
1: 10 canisters say it ain't so joe oh i did it i did it i believe you i did it how could i I disbelieve you with all that going on
0: the other one that comes to mind is death race or death race 2000 is that what it's called
1: death uh i think it's death Death race Race 2000. 2000 yeah yeah um it's a mad 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 world
0: now is that <laughs> is that enough difference for i mean to reality to be called a fantasy um you know i'll i'll let it slide it, i'll let it slide in uh, but you got to make got to make the case for it what i'm saying
1: it. is my argument is that if you have um uh, westerns as a distinct fantasy subgenre. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that, that it's not. I, I had I think that's a really good argument that it is. And you could have uh, detectives, you know, the Sam Spade and that type of thing it's you who put a, that
0: in there, right? Excuse me? You're the one who considers detectives as a subgenre. Yeah,
1: as a subgenre. And I the, think you can do that. And once yeah, you start yeah. doing that, you can have these uh, other things like, you know, the, the, you know, what was it? The, uh, the convoy across the USA. What was that one? Or the, the, the race car, not the race car, the sports car and versus the something or other, it, these terrible movies that they were around in the late seventies. But, you know, this just these racing movies where obviously there's, there's gotta be a little bit of extra tech. There's gotta be something, you know, uh-huh. they're giving a little boost or something, you know, a little, Oh,
0: you're thinking of, um, not not smoking the Bandit,
1: but it's uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it's Burt Reynolds because it's
0: it, it's Jackie Chan, right? It was, I think that's Jackie that, Chan's first American movie
1: in the seventies.
0: No, it's it's early eighties, and it's know. it's a race across America based on a on a real story. But the Japanese have a car that they put in there that has a whole bunch of tech with it. And oh man, what was that movie called? I just watched it a couple summers ago because I, I actually was on a Burt Reynolds kick. <laughs> just
1: watched it a couple summers ago. Well,
0: I mean, I, two summers ago, <laughs> not just the, not this past summer, but the summer before I was on a Burt Reynolds kick for some reason. I, I don't know why. Smoking the Bandit was like, oh, I want to watch Smoking the Bandit.
1: And then the Smoking the Bandit, too. But if, if you get those, you know, if, if you can say almost anything like that is a fantasy subgenre, then why not?
0: Why not? Well, you need, I think you have to go a little bit more than just why not. I think you need to cannonball make a, run. Cannonball run. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Is that the one you were thinking of?
1: Uh, uh, it was one of them. Yeah, okay. but th- those types of movies, it you have to have a fantasy element to it. You know, it's yeah, but then, then you're you putting have to everything have a fantasy in there. element to it.
0: Then you're putting everything in there.
1: No, not everything, but a lot of things can now be a subgenre of fantasy, and it's just more fuel for us to talk about them.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: But, that's you know, true. It, and they are their own subgenre. It's not like I'm going to say, you know, well, the best fantasy movie of all time was Cannonball Run. But,
0: <laughs> you know. I would not say that anyone could ever say any kind of best with Cannonball Run.
1: Well, how about the best movie with Cannonball in the title?
0: I'm going to. I'm gonna go with a no that there's something with <laughs> Cannonball in the title. If there is something else with Cannonball in the title, it's a better movie. There wasn't. Whoa. There wasn't too much to like about Cannonball Run. That's. that's he was.
1: One. He was also in Cannonball Run Two, by the way. Uh, Burt Reynolds. I uh, know Jackie Chan.
0: Oh, because I didn't. I don't think I saw Cannonball Run Two. Because I don't think Burt Reynolds was in that one.
1: You know, I wasn't a big fan of those movies, but you know, it's it's just that type of thing where you have. A fantasy element being presented and accepted by the audience, so it has to at least exist in some very minor subgenre.
0: Well, but here's the thing: I mean, you talk about Cannonball Run, and mm. I would say you have Cannonball Run, and then the you have Death Race Two Thousand, which is the sci-fi extrapolation. Because Cannonball Run is is based on a real thing; it's based on okay. an actual race and you know some people did an article for rolling stone or something like that where they they traveled along with the racers for cannonball run and uh or the cannonball run and, and then that was that article was the basis of this movie but you know death race is the same kind of thing but it's a race across you know the country where they're getting points for killing people right and in some ways it's almost like a uh you know euthanasia you know it's, it's almost a population control kind of thing but they're you know and they get more points for killing older people and so they'd have uh you know nurses wheel people out from old folks homes out in front of the hospital you know to be targets and it's horrible it's horrible I, I don't I'm not saying I recommend the movie I can't remember what kind of content actually was in the movie it's been a while since I've seen it so there's there's also that caveat there that it was a you know a 70s R-rated movie right um, so. Now, Sylvester Stallone was in there, though. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, one of his early roles. So, yeah, but you know, this is basically, though, when you're talking about sci-fi fantasy and you're talking about racing, I mean, yeah, you basically you go with the over the top. You well, because otherwise, you just you just put your characters in their mode of travel. You know, oh, right. and there it is. Yeah, there it is. It's spaceships, and they're racing it's <laughs> you know it's land speeders and they're racing it's, yeah it's, it's uh you know tauntauns and they're racing it's dragons and they're racing right I thought dragon racing might be kind of cool
1: uh what about that uh um how to tame a dragon is do they race did, in that didn't they i thought they had some sort of i haven't answer.
0: seen it that's why i'm asking i haven't seen it not sure but if they did it would count
1: <laughs> so. Well, all right then.
0: All right, well that's all I have. Those are my three categories, our three categories of sci-fi fantasy sporting events.
1: And I have a a fourth of the three categories.
0: And I'm just going to say I'm not surprised at all <laughs> that you are breaking the rules and snapping rule our outline itself. in half.
1: This this All right, just all right, go for it. Go, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. What is it?
1: The the fourth is would be uh primarily agility based things okay based sports okay and an example and i can't find i can't find too many okay um outside of phineas and ferb or something you like that you don't
0: have to have many to make it a category you just have to have right. good so i want to well, hear it
1: tell me this one this one was in it featured it was in two movies and in the same trilogy and it was it was something that that is still something that people you know, and you could you could definitely have this as a sport. You could see people doing this and, you know, competing and all that stuff. So it, I think it it's valid. I want to hear it. No, I'm standing by it. I want to hear it. Yeah, me too. What is it? Oh, you want me to tell Speak you? Speak to me, Goose. I was thinking maybe we could do it as a special episode.
0: Nah, let's just like wrap, wrap this episode ep- up.
1: Like a half episode.
0: I think we're good. Let's go. Come on, man. Come on.
1: Oh, i've lost all
0: interest all right well thank you for listening everyone <laughs> and godspeed no no
1: no 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 wait i have a little interest I have all just right all right, right. come on man Ho- come on. hover hoverboarding back to the future <laughs> which would be just primarily agility i mean it doesn't have anything to do with you know a pugilism it doesn't have any ball it doesn't have it could be uh, racing
0: but it also could be like you're saying where you know you're, you're doing racing, the yeah, little this- flips and stuff and
1: Usually in, in board sports where you have that type of thing, it's it there's not a race. It's just an, an agility based, you know, you do back and forth or whatever. And I mean it's it's just a takeoff of of snowboarding, which is a takeoff of uh of, of skateboarding, which is a takeoff of surfboarding.
0: Well, if you're gonna go there, then I'm gonna go to Top Secret with uh skeet surfing.
1: Then I'm going to <laughs> go to uh, Happy Days with Fongi Jumping the Shark.
0: Uh, I think you're, you're stretching it. I think it just, I, I I think it just snapped. I think it just snapped.
1: You think I jumped the shark on that one?
0: Uh, it's quite possible that we have just jumped the shark. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Well, not a lot of faith talk in this episode, but.
1: Well, you know, it, when it comes to sport and sports and stuff like that, there's when you have something like this or or anything, except when it goes to the extremes that some of this has shown.
0: Like murder when you have
1: sport like killing truest, <laughs> Yes, killing. When you have sport in the truest sense of sport, you have to have it based in some sort of morality. Okay? You there there's some sort of moral understanding that goes into the sport. Otherwise you're going to be hitting people Intentionally, with the with the the hockey sticks and the baseball bats, and, and you're talking about you know. the
0: rules then. That
1: yes, the- rules. And when you have rules, they're they're based on some concept of wrong and right. And when you have a concept of wrong and right, the only place we get that is from the Christian tradition. When you go back for, far enough, that God has established what is wrong and what is right. So sports is an extension of our understanding of wrong, and right. Our understanding of morality. And the reason why we don't go to blood sports, and we don't go to the Hunger Games and stuff like that, is because our morality doesn't take us that far. And when you go too far, like MMA, I don't think is really a sport. I think it's just, it's a blood sport. It's, you know, you're, you're going too far. The morality has, you're past what, what Christian morality dictates. So, but,
0: but when you are Looking at those situations like Hunger Games or Battle Royale, where you have people who are thrown into the situation by forces outside of their control, usually, usually you have a protagonist like Katniss or even PETA. I mean, you have the protagonist who doesn't want to do the killing. Right. The rules of the gang dictate that they must kill, but the rules of their heart, the morality says, no, you can't. This is not right. This is not good.
1: And I think that's where that human, uh, the, the human understanding of it comes into play, where you have the the dynamic of we have gone too far as a culture to this point. And then you've put this person who hasn't gone that far in their own reality and you put them into it. And now you see it play out. You see, Hey, my morality is like Katniss' morality. It's not like all those other people. Hey, my morality is, you know, the same as as that person that's thrust into it. That every man
0: or worse. And, well, I actually am more like those guys who are cheering.
1: Well, that's you know, another way I you mean, can get to it too. Hopefully, but I if, mean,
0: if you, I mean, that's 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 the good, the negative good that comes out of it is when you can right. recognize yourself in the negative and make a realization come out of it saying not good. Right. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Steve, thanks for spending some time talking sports. This is probably (laughs) the longest, most in-depth and most interesting conversation to me about uh, sports that I am going to have in the near future and have had in a very, very long time. There you go.
1: And it was interesting too. And it was about fantasy sports. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Speaking of fantasy sports, I'm not doing well with my fantasy sporting (laughs) team, as we have said, but I'm hoping I'm looking forward and I'm hoping that maybe I can rise above it all. Otherwise my fantasy football team has just entered into a blood sport. (laughs) But when when you face the
1: Telkendra Hraknapunti uh, I think you will be put down like the Hrachna should be.
0: Maybe. By the Punti. Maybe by the punti. I know I won't be able to pronounce it. So,
1: yeah. Snakrapunti. <laughs> See, I can't even pronounce it. I think that's one of the fun things about it is I can't even pronounce it. Yeah.
0: So any any last words for our, our uh, listening
1: Snakrapunti. <laughs> <audience? laughs>
0: Sounds good. Good enough. And my last words will be, as usual... Thank you for listening, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve Macdonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message and once again, thanks for listening